welcome to another Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of CFEs news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we got some serious news from the XO18 Mexico City Xbox event covering the next update after Shrouded Spoils. We're going to be covering the arena, my experience with Dagger McTimber's charity stream for special effect, as well as a new first log, first mate's log from uh, Captain Jorvik. All that and more on this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. <laughs> First up on today's docket, let's cover the news from XO18, the Mexico City Xbox event. Basically, Sea of Thieves is getting an arena. Yes, that's right. After Shrouded Spoils, in early of 2019, we are going to be getting our next content update free of charge for players called the arena. Now, is this Battle Royale? No. This is not Battle Royale. Uh, This is a condensed version of Sea of Thieves. Essentially, this is everything, all the best parts of Sea of Thieves distilled down into smaller gameplay sessions. Now, if you've been listening to me for a while, you already know how much I really think that the game needs to really kind of shore up the amount of time it takes to get going when playing the game. We had a little bit of a boost with the barrel system introducing more items per barrel to be able to stock up faster on islands and forts. That's been great, and that's helped out a lot. But I'm really curious to find out just how good this arena system will be for people that only have 20, maybe 30 minutes worth of time to jump into a game and be able to play. Honestly, that's some of the biggest problems that I run into with the game. When I'm sitting down to play, if I only want to play something that's short and quick, then I will probably pop on to Heroes of the Storm, where I know one or two matches are only going to be about a half hour each with the arena. I think this can really open up the opportunity for players who really love the gameplay style and the feel of going out and getting treasure and being rewarded for it, an opportunity to play the game on shorter play sessions, especially if you're traveling and only have like a small laptop or maybe you do have like an Xbox over at a friend's and you have Game Pass and you want to give them an experience of what Sea of Thieves is in its best opportunity. This is something that really kind of harkens to what it's like to go to a convention and play games on a demo mode. When you get some of the the tastes of what the demo will actually be for the full game itself. Now, with an open world concept and having Sea of Thieves being expanded, the sale time has been increased and the areas that people can hide out in for long periods of time without any interaction with other players, especially if they're kind of adverse to actually fighting, can be significant, especially in this game, especially if we get more areas. So having something before we start expanding the map again that will give us an opportunity to jump into player versus player while still cashing in gold and getting rewards for it is awesome. I think this is going to be really good for streamers, especially if they want to start interacting with other crews and uh, people online in their chat if they want to set up tournaments and see how ranking systems can start evolving, as well as all of the multitude of fleets out in the Sea of Thieves community that have constantly been asking for this on-demand version of competition, something they can kind of really show off their skill. I know the Cutthroat Crew, the Iron Fleet, many other fleets out there that are constantly looking to do friendly battles with each other. So how does the arena work? Well, it's going to start at the beginning of the game. No longer are you just jumping into a ship 
pulling in your crewmates and starting off an island. Now we're going to have two different modes, two very independent modes, and both are going to be developed evenly along the way. So the arena and adventure are now going to be the two options you have when you start up the game. Arena will automatically jump you into arena mode. You'll be paired up with your crew, and you can kind of wander around the new Sea Dog Tavern, kind of hanging out, waiting to get match made. With the adventure mode, as far as they've said, you can still go to the Sea Dog Tavern and queue up there as well too. Now, I don't know if that will take you out of the adventure mode and then put you in the arena mode, and then when you're done, you'll just come back to the arena mode. We don't know as far as the lobby system goes, if it's something that will be some something where you can queue up on in, in the game, or if it's something that you queue up outside of the game and then get pulled into the game. Some of the other things we don't know is whether or not these arenas will be smaller areas of the world itself. You know, if the shroud will move in and will have maybe three or four islands in an area where you go to dig up treasure. One thing we did learn is that each crew will have the exact same maps as all the other crews. So you know where the treasure is, you just have to get there first. And if you get there first, then you have a better chance of actually getting the treasure aboard. Now. That's to say, some pirates are better at stealing than they are at finding, so there may be some crews out there that are actually out there to get you after you've already gotten that treasure, so be cautious about that. With these Sea Dog Taverns, to kind of touch back on that, we have our first introduction. Well, I should I should be cautious about how I say that. We have our first sighting of DeMarco Singh in-game. Now, those familiar with the comics already know who this guy is, and they already know that his sister, Lissati, is going to be brought into the game as well, and we actually got to see uh, the, the two siblings in full 3D uh, at this EXO session. It was really kind of cool to see them. They're wearing new clothing that, as far as I know, are going to be made available. They are Sea Dog clothing that should be given as rewards, as well as a new sword that is Sea Dog themed that are going to be rewards in the arena mode. Rewards. What happens to them? Do you only get them in the arena? Do you only get them, do you get to carry them over to adventure? The good news is anything that you do in adventure mode will also carry over to arena mode and vice versa. Anything that you unlock in arena mode will be able to be transferred to adventure mode. I don't know if this is for sure going to work with doubloons or gold because we haven't dived into that yet with rare and we don't know if there's going to be caveats to that eventually. Time limited stuff that's only available through arena mode and whether or not that will carry over to adventure mode. So we still have some information to find out about this. The main thing with these arena sessions is that it's going to be a much different experience and they're going to be balanced around these experiences. They're going to be first pushed out to pioneers and then eventually the pioneers will give feedback and then they'll continue working on them. We don't know if this is going to be something where you can have four crews of four galleons or you can have varying sized crews depending on your confidence level. Maybe there's a couple solo pirates out there that would love to go up against three galleons. Who knows? Beardgeddon, I'm looking at you buddy. Also, we don't know uh, just how some of the other things in the world are going to work. If the Kraken will be in there, if Megalodon will be in there. We do know that fog and storms will be in there from the trailers but just how far does that go so curious to find out about that and I'm trying to think if there's anything else so it's it's going to be kind of nice to see how this works I think it's going to be great for streamers I think this is exactly what some of the bloodthirsty streamers out there have been asking for will this answer the pvp servers versus pve servers will this answer the battle royale cries I don't know at the moment we still have to find out a lot more about what's going on with this the nice thing is is that we don't have much longer to wait because 
as we found out today, that the shrouded spoils are going to be coming towards the end of this month. Now, we're already into the second week of the Festival of the Damned, and I, I'm trying to remember if it's actually a three-week build rat adventure or a two-week. I kind of feel like it's a three-week but maybe I'm just maybe I'm just making that up. I think I might be making that up because it's usually a two-week build rat adventure, and I feel like we're gonna have a couple weeks of off time, and then after that we'll get the shrouded spoils towards the end of the month. Because typically, and I'm gonna say sometime this coming week before the I think it's the 15th is a Friday. Uh, before the 15th, we'll probably get a trailer, and the trailer will probably have a lot more information. I'm sure the pioneers are probably already testing the shrouded spoils, and shrouded spoils will probably go for four months or excuse me four months for four weeks so four weeks at the end of november will put us right around christmas time there's probably going to be some time off for christmas over at the rare studios and then we'll probably begin the next build rad adventure sometime after the new year giving us a couple weeks at which point we'll probably get a lot more information based on where when the arena is going to be coming out if not a trailer post build rat adventure now i don't know i don't know if they're going to spend a whole lot of time but if i had to take a stab at it i would say that there's a good chance that we will probably get the arena late january to late february sometime in that month is probably when we can expect the arena just based on kind of how their their development cycle has been so far with all of these updates so that's that's about all we know. The It was nice to see Shelly the Crab in the trailer. The trailer is online, and I do have links in the show notes, as well as a link to the VOD for the Mixer stream where they kind of dove into more information about what the arena is, uh, why there's a hot tub in there, how a hot tub works, uh, in that I, I don't really understand. But uh, one little thing that I did notice about this trailer is that there was one of the galleons in the storm that was sailing around shooting the three cannonballs at the guy that was carrying the uh, skeleton keg up to the crow's nest and if you look at the very top of the galleon there's a new flag one that actually has the the anchor icon on it which i think is the merchant alliance uh faction for the sales so i don't know if we're going to be getting some more flags in the upcoming updates that might represent each faction of the trading companies and that might even tie into the comic books that they alluded to earlier on when they were talking about the actual book and how the trading factions are going to have their own comics released in new interesting ways which which I'm still of the mindset that they are going to be coming out through in-game achievements by unlocking them either through the trade company levels for, say, like every five levels you get a page or a comic book page or for every 10 levels you get a, a comic book page or by achieving a certain rank with the uh, with the trading companies and then unlocking an achievement that displays art similar to the achievements that are currently in game that has the artwork associated with those achievements once you unlock them you can download a, a pdf or a, an image file of that artwork and then print it out or save it use it as a wallpaper i think that might be how we're getting those comics uh, obviously we don't know for sure Sure, but that's just kind of how I think we're going to be getting them. And if that's the case, then we might start seeing some more information about the trading companies and whether or not they're going to be expanded upon, which we did kind of hear a little bit about that later on. Uh, I will talk about that at the end of the episode when I get to the end of the uh, the Mixer streamer and the, the new Sea Dog trading company with their rewards as well as whether or not they're going to actually work towards, like, see, we don't know if the faction for the Sea Dogs are going to count towards Pirate Legend. And if you, if I, I 
mean, they can't at this point because any new faction shouldn't factor into Pirate Legend because Pirate Legend is associated so closely with hitting those original three and then Athena's after that. So anyone that's Pirate Legend wouldn't automatically reach the maximum level for um, for the Sea Dogs. So I don't know. I'm still kind of thinking, trying to work out how that's going to work. Um, let's take a break. Uh, let's talk about the what we found out with the Shrouded Spoils afterwards. Alright, so in the next item on our docket, let's cover Shrouded Spoils, because as of right now, we still don't know a whole lot about what's going to be coming. Now, we do know that Fog's coming, and that was a mechanic, and I have suggested that there was going to be another mechanic that was going to be introduced to this, just based on the video that announced it, and how the audio was cut when Joe was talking about the Fog. He specifically said that there was going to be, that that the Fog was going to be another mechanic, and I feel like the other mechanic that he was referring to prior to talking about fog is going to be the skeleton barrels. Now, it's it's always hard to know whether or not they're talking about soft tools or hard tools, things that are, are big tools or little tools when they're talking about these different things. Now, with gunpowder skeletons, that was going to be a new tool that was given to us because it had a fuse. Now, I think this is an expansion of, of our, our tool set as far as weapons are concerned. So we have two mechanics. We have the fog, which is kind of a new threat that is going to force us to be a lot more alert when sailing around in it, uh, as well as pirates or crews that are, are kind of using it to their advantage to sneak up up on us and we're also going to be getting these skeleton barrels which are now three times the capa or the explosive capacity of a standard keg which Joe even mentioned that now because most people store their their kegs in the crow's nest if you have one of these skeleton barrels and it gets blown up it will still do damage to your ship on the bottom deck just because of how big it is which means it'll probably either knock everyone off or just kill them outright so wow <laughs> that's really awesome and I'm wondering if this is something Thing that they're introducing to help with the so okay the way I look at it I, I, I ask myself all the time why is this being introduced into the game so in regards to skeleton barrels what's the purpose of them putting into the game that regular kegs are not doing and I want to think that and, and I, I personally I think that the reason why they're putting these in has a lot to do with the fact that skeleton ships are now going to be emergent in the world and it's going to be a lot harder to deal with these just based on how we currently have to deal with them at the moment they have a lot faster turn radius they're a lot quicker to catch up with crews uh in, in a you know in, in a magical way and i think that if we have skeleton powder kegs it's going to be a lot easy to handle one of these things uh and it's going to be able to essentially take one of these out with one powder keg because it typically takes two powder kegs to take out a galleon and just based on how many skeletons can spawn on these skeleton ships and how quickly they can repair i think if they're able to have one skeleton powder keg blow up then it's going to take it's going to do enough damage to the bottom and middle deck uh, that it, it will make a big difference so I don't know how much credibility is going to be in Joe saying that there were going to be different skeleton ships in the video but I distinctly remember after watching it him saying that there were going to be different skeleton ships and that they were going to be emergent in the world and I'm starting to wonder if that means we're going to have sloops and brigantines as skeleton ships. Now, I'm not going to get into what I've seen shared around the internet from people who go and data mine the different patches. But if that's the case, if Joe does actually say that we're going to have different skeleton ships, 
then I'm I'm gonna say that it, it lends itself well to believing this data mine stuff that I've seen. So I don't know how how valid it is. It could have been just anything, but because he mentioned it, I wanted to bring it up on on this as well too. Because having different sized skeleton ships with different sized uh, bounties will definitely lend itself better to solo crews who can't deal with skeleton ships. If you're if you're a solo sloop and a skeleton galleon rolls up on you and they're as fast as they are, there's no way you're gonna get away from these things. You're gonna have to leash it. And with the with the fact that they're gonna be emergent in the world, it's not gonna be like the way they typically are right now, where you can just sail out of the area that they spawn in, and then they'll kind of sail back to the middle of their area and just kind of patrol for a little bit before despawning. It's hard to know how this is gonna work with them being emergent in the world, but if they have different sized chips, then having a sloop take on a skeleton brig won't be as frightening as trying to deal with a galleon, especially with how fast they are and how good of uh, uh, accuracy they have with their cannons and stuff. So even with cursed cannonballs, I think that's going to be an issue. So with the shrouded spoils, we now know that there's going to be captain, uh, or excuse me, skeleton powder kegs, which are going to be three times as dangerous. We're going to have fog. We also found out that we're going to start getting the customizations for the wheel, cannons, and capstans that they've been hinting at unintentionally in videos and in photos for a while now. There's also going to be rewards for the Megalodon and the Kraken kills, which are great. I think they're going to be really amazing, and hopefully they'll, they'll, be, they'll be what you'd get for the actual wheel, cannon, and capstan customizations. That Those rewards will then work towards actually giving you those customizations, so people will be forced to go out into the world to actually seek these things down, hopefully get them to spawn faster with the updates so that people deal with them more frequently and have the opportunity to kill them. Megalodons are generally around anywhere. All you have to do is just start yelling at it and calling it names and shooting at it and it'll it'll probably show up no matter what. With the Kraken, I haven't seen those and I don't know how solo crews or duo crews on a sloop are going to be able to actually get these because they don't spawn on sloops. I'm hoping this is something that Rare can address soon or at least explain a little bit better as right now having a reward from a Kraken on a sloop is worthless because you can't you can't get them. You're going to be forced to play with bigger ships, and that may not be to some people's likings. And I hope that's not the case. I hope that the the Kraken will spawn randomly, be out in the ocean, and move around the way the storms do, the way that Meg does. That's kind of how I always imagined it. Now, when they first announced the Kraken being in the game, they said that you'd be able to see the Kraken from large distances and know that someone was out there, and you could either decide to go and fight that ship and take the treasure or go and help them or just watch from afar. Now, without them being spawned on a galleon or a brig, they're not really a they're not really around for people to find out. I would love for these things to just be kind of like roaming around the world. I mean, it does kind of spawn on stuff, but it doesn't move the way you think it would. It's a lot more like a like a, an individual event as of all, as far as like a like a, an actual storm. So it's strange. It's going to be weird. Um, I'm looking forward to finding out more about that, though. That's that's something that I think is just going to we're going to have to wait and see kind of thing. So I'm hoping that we're getting a video uh, soon, hopefully this week, um, although I imagine that just based on how the traveling is with Craig and uh, Joe, that they probably won't get back in time to kind of go over the videos that John and the team are working on until maybe the end of this week. So probably the week after we'll hopefully, you know, we'll for sure we're going to be getting it. But if I had my druthers, I'd rather have it this week. So we had something interesting to kind of look forward to is having that hype train kind of going for the shrouded spoils. It doesn't look like we're getting tr fishing though. Um, that's, it's a 
it's still kind of disappointing that we haven't gotten fishing. Another thing that a lot of people have been asking for that they said people were going to be asking for. So unless they spawn it and just throw it out there, the uh, the mixer stream today kind of solidified my mindset that uh, if and when they do decide to do cooking and fishing, it will be in a very Sea of Thieves way, which sounds very far off to me. It doesn't sound like something that they're ready to put in the game just yet. Uh, or although I'm pretty sure that we would have heard rumblings of it thanks to all the uh, the data miners out there uh, or the, the people breaking NDA. So that was it as far as Shrouded Spoils. I, I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. I'm really happy to see some of the changes coming in. And with the lighting uh, of the lanterns from the different the different colors, thanks to the Festival of Damned event, picking out a ship in the fog that is it has got different colored lanterns compared to skeleton ships is going to be a little harder. And I think could be used to the advantage if someone thinks that you're a galleon just sailing in with uh, blue and green lights and you just you're just a skeleton ship they may not take you as seriously as the uh, the bloodthirsty crew that you are waiting to get that arena mode <laughs> So last up on today's docket, let's talk a little bit about what's coming after the arena. So this was kind of interesting because as we know, right now they've announced three, well, they, okay, so they haven't announced, but they've alluded to three new content updates. The Shrouded Spoils, we already have some information on based on some of the uh, developer updates from the last week. We found out about the arena, which is going to be a new update for players that want a more condensed and more uh, thrilling version of Sea of Thieves that they can play in shorter play sessions. And Joe talked about how they have another update that they haven't even announced that's coming after the arena. Something that the teams from the Hungering Deep is what he kind of alluded to, have been working on for a while. And this is more based around the idea of giving players content that has guided quests or or something to kind of expand the the merchant's uh, quests. The, or not the merchant but the you know, the trading company quests and stuff. He, he mentions that the team that worked on Hungering Deep kind of started this to kind of work out how you would go and actually go out to summon the Megalodon or, or Meg, and they're kind of using those those kind of uh, gameplay experiences to kind of work on the next update, to give you more lore, to give you more story, to, to have more guided quests, and to kind of kind of solidify that they're, they are still working on the, the content for the adventure mode. So I don't know how anyone can be upset right now. If you're upset about this game, then you're not paying attention because they've already spoken to pretty much every single group there is for Sea of Thieves. Any Anyone that has wanted stuff that's been asked for for a long period of time is getting a majority of that coming up with Shrouded Spoils at the end of this month. And at the beginning of, of July or the beginning of 2019, we're getting the arena, which is going to be exactly what a lot of the people that want more player on player battles, uh, condensed shorter versions of the game to, to be able to do. And the unannounced update after the arena is going to be a lot more lore focused, a lot more story and kind of expand the world and understanding of what's going on in the Sea of Thieves. So the lore junkies are getting something after the arena, the PvP junkies are getting something after Shrouded Spoils, and everything that the community has really been working towards, asking for, for the game is coming in Shrouded Spoils. And I feel like this might be the version 2.0 that we're hoping for that it may not have everything like fishing it may not have everything like specific customizations for your player it may not have everything like battle royale that's probably not coming don't don't think about that we're probably still gonna have to wait on things like pets and uh the captaincy things like that are going to be down the line we're still getting free content though but i do want a cat i really do want a cat please joe let me have my cat please joe 
please. So with with this, I think it's great. Um, we, we know we're going to be getting something that we asked for next update. We're going to be getting something that the PvPers have been asking for. And as a result, I'm sure a lot of a lot of the PvE players will be able to safely roam around in the adventure mode, knowing that a majority of the PvPers are going to be moving more towards the arena. And then afterwards, the unannounced update is going to have those, those lore fans like myself who love diving into all the secrets, all the different things uh, going on with the the expansion of the, the the characters for like Captain Flameheart, for like uh, uh, Captain Warsmith, all of them that have been in the world, Stitcher Jim, um, the Gold Hoarder, all that good stuff. Hopefully we'll find out more about that in the unannounced update after the arena. That's pretty much all that we learned this week for the for Sea of Thieves with XO. It was a big update and a lot of other pundits out there covering the news uh, for general Xbox news really aren't diving into it as much. And God, man, this was this was a pretty big deal, even to the point where I had some of the friends that I play with who don't play Sea of Thieves on a regular basis come back to me and say, this looks like this could be big. Because I think this is going to draw in a lot of players that love the PvP aspect of it, and also people that want to get other friends into this game through Game Pass to be able to play a kind of exciting version of it and be like, look, look, this is what can happen. There's downtimes, but this is exactly what can happen in the world at any given time. Or we could just play this mode forever, and it doesn't matter. We have the option now. And that's awesome. Having options is good. We need to have more options. We've wanted lobbies. We've wanted areas where we can talk with other pirates. We've wanted duels. We've wanted battles. We've wanted fleet versus fleet. We've wanted competition. We've wanted ranking, customizations, all of that in the arena. It's going to be good. It's going to be really good. And I don't know if everyone's ready for it. And if you're not, that's fine too. Because it's always going to be there until you are. Or maybe you never will want it. But you still have adventure mode. And that's never going away. And that's what's best. Because I think everyone gets a little taste of their pie. It's a Sea of Thieves cake and everyone gets a slice. And it doesn't matter if you like the top layer or the bottom layer or the cherry layer in the middle. Everyone gets a little bit of it. It's great. It's going to be good. Okay, so I've talked enough about what's going on in the world of Sea of Thieves. A little bit of update with myself. I'm still super busy with school. Uh, as we get closer and closer towards the end of the year, I'm going to have a lot more work on my plate. So I'm not going to have as much time to play. That being said, I had an amazing time this last Friday slash Saturday doing a 12-hour stint in Captain Daggers McTimber's Harriet's Charity Stream. Now, if you missed this, it was great because there were some of the best streamers and gamers and community members playing with Harriet while she was working towards getting donation goals for special effect. Now, a lot of you in America or around the world are asking, what is special effect? Well, special effect is a great organization based in the UK designed around helping players with disabilities enjoy entertainment, games, being able to find controllers, build uh, setups, so that those who have disabilities can actually play the same games that we play on a regular basis without any cares. We take a lot for granted when we're playing games. We have a lot of ability to do that, and we're fortunate for it. And because of that, this is a worthy cause. This is something that is great 
to be able to have the ability to play a game in any way possible for people who want to be able to play the games. They should. They deserve to play games just like everyone else. And a charity that's focused around making that happen is totally worth giving to. And I understand a lot of people don't have the ability to donate. That's fine. The best thing you can do, spread the word about this. Spread the word about special effects. So those that can share, those that can donate, can at least find out about this. So this was a 24-hour stream. I had a really great time doing it. With the 12 hours, I got to sail with a lot of different people, and I had a great time doing it. We had a lot of jokes, a lot of fun. Uh, there was a very, very awesome Irishman as well as Chris Morrow's. Um, gosh, I sailed with uh, everyone, got to find out who Nigel was. With If you haven't sailed with me, and you haven't sailed with me in a while, and Nigel has not been summoned, then you're, you're kind of missing out because uh, I, I have a character, and his name is Nigel. And Nigel is an interesting fellow. He's from England, and he actually is part of the British Royal Navy. Uh, but he always seems to find himself marooned on these ships. He's stowed away, knocked out, and, and just completely unaware of how he manages to find himself on these galleons. So I decided... I, I was I was playing with Captain Daggersman Timbers as my, my pirate, and he was being bald and uh, voracious and going out and killing pirates left and right. I think I helped sink three ships uh, just in the first few hours that we were playing. And uh, for just just as a caveat, I will I will say that Dagger said that I had to be a good pirate. She didn't say I had to be a friendly pirate. Well, no, I guess maybe she did say that. Oops, I didn't think about that. But I was being a good pirate. I killed lots of, of ships, and I and I took treasure. I mean, that's being good pirate. I feel like I did my part, but uh, yeah, I had a good time doing that. But during that PlayStation play session, uh, Jay Pizzle decided to do the one thing that I hoped wouldn't happen, and that was to summon Nigel. So Nigel is a very interesting character because he he goes against the grain of everything that most pirates love and are near and dear. He loves being clean. He loves having nice, fresh, pressed clothing. He's got his white powder wig and his makeup. He's got a very fancy hat, very fancy hat, and his nice gleaming gold sword. And he runs around kind of upset most of the time. Now, I, I don't know if I want to spoil it on the podcast because it's kind of hard to summon him. Uh, but when he when he gets out there, I recommend you go out and actually watch the stream that Daggers did because he he's in there somewhere. And uh, and and to, to watch that uh, on the co-stream, it's kind of entertaining for them. Um, it's kind of entertaining for everyone because he's a little scary and he's kind of scary in a way that you're just like, I don't know if I want to be around this dude. And Nigel doesn't know if he wants to be around anyone else because he really just wants to go home to England and he just wants to be able to relax. You know, he feels like he's done his duty, but he will continue to serve for the queen if he must. So just to kind of cap off the news about the charity stream, we, we were hoping to get 300 pounds. Uh, by the end of the 24 hours, we hit that by 800%. We, as a community, came together and we raised 2,400 British pounds for this charity. This was amazing. I knew we would hit 300. I was hoping for double that. I was hoping for six. Never 
and my entire i never thought we would hit eight times that kudos to you pirates you really came out in full force and showed everyone one of the best communities just how much we can raise in such a short amount of time for such a good cause if that if uh, if we could do that on a regular basis so many other gamers out there who don't have the ability to to pick up adaptive controllers like games with a chin who plays sea of thieves amazingly with an xbox elite controller in his chin he is so good at playing the game it's amazing and he does so in a way that no one else would ever anticipate someone playing the game and he would love to have an adaptive controller and i'm really hoping that bryce and some of the other people involved with promoting the the controller can actually get him one i really want him to be able to get him one because he streams on mixer he plays sea of thieves he would love to have an adaptive controller and he's a positive influence on on the community as well too so ah, man i don't i don't know how much else i can preach just how much fun i had with this being able to, to watch all the other people out there in the world uh joining in from the community it was a really good stream i crashed hard after the 12 hours though i gotta say that was pretty rough either way um that's it for the captain's log. I didn't want to, I, I don't want to spoil too much, but I really think I'm going to try and find that VOD and timestamp uh, Nigel's appearance. If I can do that, I'll go ahead and put that in the show notes because that's a, that's a, it's an interesting site. <laughs> that's about all I'm going to say. Um, other than that, I'm going to be trying to jump back onto Twitch to uh, start doing some more streaming with Sea of Thieves, depending on how well things go. That being said, captains, we still have a first mate log from none other than Captain Jorvik. So, with Without further ado, I give you Captain Jorvik. Ahoy there, this sweet Captain Jorvik. And like many of you, I came to the seas as a sailor looking to make me fortune and find gold, riches, and glory along the way. But my time has come, and after sailing hard and earning my reputation by collecting bounties, discovering treasure, and perhaps bribing my way to the top of the Merchant's Alliance, it would seem my reputation was beginning to precede me, and I found myself with an invite to join where few pirates before me had gone, and earn my place to the rank of legend. Now Captain Jorvik is not one to sail alone, so I put out a message to the Keelhauld fleet, letting everyone know that I was but one chest away from that fateful transaction. And though it be a short trip, I crewed up with Shaggy Dog, Mina, and her own daughter, Young Cinnamon, and together the four of us took to the seas, on one final gold hunt. Our quest was easy. All we needed was one chest. And I'm not gonna lie to you, I thought for a brief second it might make more sense to hunt down another ship and take them for what all they were worth. But I've been fighting long. And I've been waiting too long for this day. And so after we went to the island and dug up the treasure, we set sail for the nearest outpost. Ah, along the way we played instruments, we drank grog, and I shared with the crew my tales from the past. My battles with the warsmith treacherous trains, vicious voyages, and of course, the first appearance of the hungry. Ah, but that is a tale for another time, as I had long last turned my last treasure into the old hoarder, and made my presence known to the mysterious stranger behind the bar. I was reminded by the words and songs sung by many a pirate of old, cloaked in folds of midnight waters. Side by side, we sons and daughters. We set sail for no king's orders, but we sail together. Together. The family that I've met here on the seas is like none other. And together we have sailed, 
and we have fought, and we have bled, and we have cashed in riches beyond our wildest dreams. But nothing was quite like walking down into those hallowed halls, and meeting the pirate lord for himself. At long last, Captain Jorvik, a pirate legend, I met with the lord in his ghostly fashion, and I couldn't help but notice a slight resemblance that I'll have to ask me mother about. But anyway, regardless, the pirate lord sold me my first Athena's voyage, to which later I was able to crew up with Captain Redbeard and Shaggy Dog as well. And taking the brigantine out, we collected treasure after treasure until I finally got that ghostly chest of me heart's desire. And I turned in quite a few ghostly chests over the voyages that followed, through the Forsaken Shores and across the entire Sea of Thieves. And while my legend continues to grow, and the friendships along the way grow strong. I hear rumblings that battle beyond our horizon. And know this, for those of ye that know Captain Jorvik as your friend and ally, there be nothing that stand in our way of glory and honor. But for those of you who would dare see my ship, with its Athena's hull and flag flying, and golden sails and skeletal figurehead to light the way, doom and destruction is what you'll be met with. For the sea dogs be recruiting, and Captain Jorvik never shied away from a battle when it was offered. But for now, I pack my pipe and raise my grog to all of you. And thank you each for all the many voyages we've shared together. And for those of you that I've not yet sailed with, I can't wait to do so. As we gather Athena's fortune, train ourselves for battle, and prepare ourselves for the adventures that lie beyond. There be a legend in all of us, I say. And we together shall set sail to tales unknown. For fame and fortune, and adventures beyond the wildest imaginations. Look for me on the seas. Until then, this be Captain Jorvik, signing out. And for those of you looking to prepare yourself for the arena, I'll be starting a weekly stream. Look for Captain Jorvik on Twitch, or follow at Captain Jorvik on Twitter, and let's prepare for war together. Alright Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode of Keelhauled. Before I go, I do have a few reviews that I'm going to talk about just because they put in the effort and because of that, I want to make sure that everyone knows that they took in some time to actually write me a review because I appreciate it. It helps out a lot and as a result, I'm up to 60 reviews. All five stars. You guys couldn't be better. You guys are really the best. I love you. So the first one's going to be from uh, T Noise. It's great podcast, five stars, very informative and well done. My go-to for everything Sea of Thieves. Next one is going to be up from Frank Star 82 Pirates Forever 5 stars best podcast ever love listening every week thanks and the last one comes from Trash Panda V3 this one was actually given to me from the Xbox app if you guys want you can always message me too I always just like to make sure that uh, it's up for everyone else to see as opposed to just privately to me but I don't mind either way so Trash Panda says 5 stars it's an amazing podcast it covers everything one thing I would suggest is a tips and tricks section where you give advice so this week's advice i'm going to go ahead and let you know if you're coming up against another ship and you know you're going to be fighting them even if you're just a a sliver of health off feel free to take that extra banana and top off your health because if you're just maybe 10 percent off one good snipe from an eye of a reach will take you out and i've killed too many pirates with one shot one kill because they didn't top themselves off going into battle thinking that having at least 80 percent of their health would be enough not 
with the eye reach. It is deadly at length and designed just to make sure that you can try and snipe someone else out. That's going to be it for the advice and the episode today. Pirates, thank you. I love you. I look forward to sailing with you. I, If you want to get a hold of me before I go, you can always do so. You can always reach me on C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com for my email. It's also my Xbox gamer tag. C-A-P-T-A-I-N-L-O-G-U-N is the gamer tag. You can always reach me on Twitter. It's at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. You can always reach me on the Discord. The server link is always in the show notes and you can always reach us there. There's a lot of conversation going on right now about what the arena means and what's going to be coming with it and how people are going to react to it. There's always going to be spoilers in there as well as the first mate's log too. That being said, Pirates, thank you again. I love you. Appreciate everything you do for the community. I appreciate everything you do for supporting others in the community as well as listening to the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I hope you have a good night. I hope you have a good week and I look forward to sailing with you in the Sea of Thieves. Thank you.